welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today I have one of my favorite creatives in the entire city uh, on the Don't show be today. Already, dude. It's been a long day. I appreciate that though. Good. Thank good. you. Um, we have Berry. And I had to wear the hat specifically. You wear it all the time anyway. You I do. You rep it hard. I, I appreciate do. that a lot. Well, it's, it's cozy. Thank you. Keeps my head warm. And um, yeah, so I get a lot of compliments for like the 3D effect on it. Which yeah. I didn't, Whoa, it's really trippy. Yeah, I didn't even notice it until someone pointed it out actually. It is. It kind of makes your eyes trip a little bit, but it, it's cool. Yeah, who designed it? I did. Yeah. Wow. Just overlaying color schemes and sure. it's like yeah it kind of gives a 3d effect let's just run with it and it kind of fit the colors of the parallels thing so oh yeah it kind of just made sense yeah so uh we'll take this opportunity to plug a couple things um Julie's latest dp parallels uh streaming everywhere um her recent song nile bloom uh just came out a couple of weeks ago or when did that come out it was it like, came out like February? Maybe it did come out in February. Damn. Like late February? Damn, two months ago. I don't it's know. Been it's, out for a while. Yeah, <laughs> it still feels like it just came out. Well, we're already at the end of April. I know, but we are getting a snowstorm tomorrow. Yeah. We, that, that's why we have to drink. That is exactly why we need to cope with it. Right, exactly. So. I know. Um, uh, cheers. So, I um, also want to point out uh, Parallels has the song, the not uh, vulgar or obscene song at all, Sugar Free. No, I don't swear <laughs> at all on that song. No. Very kid friendly. Yeah, quite. Radio friendly. Yeah, you know, it, it, it kicks off just right. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, uh, that is a really fucking great song, though. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I want it so. Um, so, what I talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we. Uh, I bring creatives onto the show to discuss love and fear. And uh, it's a, you know, it's, I love talking to recording artists about it because you, you know, it's like everything that you're putting out feels right to you. And it's, it's true to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's your truth. And, um, you know, we, you use words, you use verses, you use your flow as a way to convey a message. Yes. And love and fear, you know, obviously, like, that's, those are two heavy driving forces into how you express yourself. And there's such a thin line, too. Mm. Very thin line. Yeah. So, like, um, um, and you, you, like, and I know that you've also come a really long way with your artistry. Because, like, you started rapping, what, like, you started performing, like, 2012, 20... Yeah, I started performing, like, four years ago, like, live. That was a shit show. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, it was at, it's the Cooperage now, but it used to be called the Hot Water Warehouse. Um, and I was booking through Afton. And I remember them reaching out to me and I thought it was a joke. So I ignored it. Yeah. I'm like, someone's not asking me to perform. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not that, I'm not that, no. Right. Uh, and then I was asking one of my buddies how he was getting performances. He's like, oh, I go through Afton. And I was like, fuck, I feel like an asshole that I like skipped it. Yeah. Uh, but then I reached out and they were like, yeah, 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 we'll do this thing. And, you know, the more people you get to come, the more you get paid. And I was like, okay, that seems fair. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's a lot better booking yourself or knowing people that book instead of doing, going through like a corporation like that. Like an agency. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. It didn't feel good. Sure. I, uh, you got like, 
blacklisted if you didn't bring enough people and stuff like that. And I was oh. like, it, it was not a good experience. Yeah. Not And maybe it changed. Maybe it was just the guy that I worked with, not bad-mouthing that company at all. But if you can do something yourself, you definitely should. Sounds like how insurance companies, like, or you get, like, like penalized if like you don't have insurance. It's kind coverage. of how it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I always it's like, oh well now you're not gonna get these certain shows because you can't prove that you brought people. And I'm like, I'm new. I don't know what yeah. I no one cares about me yet. So Well you clearly did, because you do. <laughs> I, I worked on it, so Yeah, right? You've perfected your craft and you know you're out performing shows relatively frequently. Yeah. Um my first time seeing Shley perform was at the Tonic Tavern about two and a half, almost three months ago. That's when you got the hat. Yeah, that's when I got yeah, the hat. Dude. And I was brought on stage and I chugged beer. You did. And it was great. You took it like a champ. Thank you. Yeah, got dude. a little ovation. Yeah, dude. Um, and it was just, that was super fun. It was just, it was cool to like, because I had like listened to your EP before, but it was great to see it translated to a live setting because there's a lot of like live vicious energy on Parallels. And it's just cool to personify that, you know? It is. Yeah. Um, Performing is like the reward mm -hmm. for me. It's like I deal with a lot of, any artist knows you deal with self-doubt on a regular basis because you're like, I like this song. I think it's cool, but does that mean that it's cool? Right. You know, I deal with that a lot. Um, but all the bullshit goes away when you're up on stage and you hear people like saying the words to your songs you're just kind of like okay this is why i'm doing it this, yeah. this feels good so yeah or when you see someone using a lyric of yours like as a caption yeah you're like <laughs> okay yeah let's go man right. i'm making an impact out yeah here. and i just give a little wink emoji like yeah. super subtle like you're no right. one knows you're like hey i see you. yeah i see you yeah hell yeah that's that's super dope did you like like, did you grow up thinking, like, you know, you wanted to be doing this, like, you know, you wanted to be out performing and being a hip-hop artist? Honestly, I don't, I guess I don't, I don't know when all of a sudden the light switch turned on and it was kind of like, okay, right. I think this could actually be a thing. Um, it's funny, I was just talking to a couple of my guys about it, but you always think you're taking it seriously but you don't know what that actually means, mm -hmm. right? Like, working hard is relative. Yeah. It's a, it's a spectrum. Sure. And I think everyone thinks that they work hard, but I think it shows yeah. if you do or don't. Cause totally. the harder you work, the luckier you get. And hard, hard work is also by no means synonymous with talent. No. I, th I think some people also misconstrue that, too, like, where they think just because they're good at something, it means they don't have to work as hard as... Right. And while that may be that may be true to an extent, you like you may not have to do this or that that other people might have to, depending on sure. you know natural yep. talent or resources. But but if if you have something but you don't apply it, then no one's gonna know who you are. No, and obviously we're all independent artists in the city, and I think people have this notion that if you make good music, you should just get offered opportunities, and it's like uh, out of my like pie piece that I like if I took a pie and I was like okay this is my music career I'd say like 20% of it is making music yeah there's so many other things that I do that I consider like work mm -hmm. you know there's like sending emails on my own PR trying to get people to a show it's not just oh I'm just gonna post this on Instagram and then people come hell <laughs> I I bug the hell out of people yeah when I have shows I, I hit up 100 200 people 
and I get a list and then it's like, okay, here's the list of people that said maybe. I'm hitting them up again. Yeah. All hundred of the people that said maybe, I'm hitting them up again. Spreadsheet. And they're like, so, oh, I'll get back to you on Tuesday. So I'm like, hit up on Tuesday yeah, and I hit yeah. them back up on Tuesday. And mm. getting people to shows takes me hours. Oh man. I hours. It's and not just... Hey, Instagram, Facebook, I got this thing, I'm pretty cool, you should come. And everyone's people don't like, care. oh, cool, yeah. Like, people do not care. No. They want to be personally invited, yeah. and that takes time. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, I remember, because we, um, I used to work with a recording studio, like, my senior year of college, and we used to self-promote our shows. We would, um, we had a Miramar show, and it was, like, me and a couple of, like, you know, my friends, like, our job was to sell tickets. Yep. And we did exactly what, like, you mentioned is, like, constantly hitting people up, bothering them, pestering Reminding them. Reminding over yeah. and over making and over. A, yeah, making that spreadsheet, like... But I, then once people come, you gotta kill it. Yeah. It's like, I have to prove that this was worth their time. Mm-hmm. And it's not only just getting the opportunity, it's like once you get it, you gotta kill it. Yeah. Because other then yeah. that that's gonna work better in my favor if someone talks about it and like, yo, I had a lot of fun at the show. That spreads faster than me trying to get people there yeah. on my own. They're like, Oh yeah, we should definitely go. Schlee shows are always a fun mm -hmm. time. That's marketing all on its yeah. own. So you gotta kill it. Mm hmm It's uh, otherwise it's a law of diminishing returns. Correct. Where it's like, you know, if you bring some friends out to a show and they have like an okay time or they have no idea what's going on oh, yeah. then they're um yeah their their willingness to you know return on their own dollar and spend money it's not like, gonna happen no it's not. especially because a lot of the shows that you we do in the city there is a there's a price not yeah. saying it's a lot but if i can spend ten dollars going somewhere and have fun i'm gonna do that i'm not gonna come to the show and sit through something that it's almost painful to sit right, through. Yes. And I've, I've had to go through that. You know, yeah. I had a lot of shitty shows. And mm -hmm. it was like, so I started going to a lot of them. I was like taking notes. It's almost painful now. I can't even enjoy a show because I'm always analyzing. I'm like, oh, I really like that they did that. Oh, I'm not sure if I really feel that. Oh, look how the crowd reacted yeah. to this. Right. It's like everything is it's constant what, yeah. study. It's crazy. It's cool that you have that, that analytical... Um, sort of um, way of looking at it and you you do like that's a skill you I feel you really need as as an artist especially one that performs live and is that is focusing on garnering a fan base because yeah. you need to know what the crowd reacts to you public service stop rapping over your own vocals please stop the thing is if I wanted to listen to that verbatim I could have saved ten dollars and just listened to it in the car yeah I want an experience. Mm -hmm. And you're not yeah. giving me an experience when you're rapping over your own vocals. Right. If you need live mixes, just send me your tracks and I'll help you. Just stop. Stop rapping right. over your vocals. You heard it from the go. Please stop. Please. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have actually heard... I've been hearing people saying that. So, you're, you're not like... I used to. Right when I didn't know what the yeah. hell I was doing, I was like, I don't know what a show mix is. Like, yeah. I went through the, the growing pains, for sure. But It's also... I think it's also... Going back to, like, um, getting people out to your shows, it's also... It takes a lot of self-discipline, too. Because you're going to have people that let you down. You're going to have... Friends. Friends that, that Friends who, like, you. are like, I care about you, I support you 100%. And all of a sudden, you put them in, in this, like, 
position to be like, okay, here's your chance. Yeah. And they don't. Mm-hmm. And then that hurts, man. It, yeah, it, it stings. It does. I have people who don't know me vouch for me harder than some of mm-hmm. my best friends. And I'm like, fuck, that does not feel good. Yeah, same thing with this show. Um, I've had people that don't even know me, like, that I've never met in person, like, say that they've, like, watched episodes and enjoyed it. And, you know, I'm sure there's friends of mine that have never watched an episode. And that's okay. I don't necessarily expect them to. It'd be nice if they did. Yeah. But, like... The the shitty part about that, though, <laughs> is then, like, uh, I had a, a really cool, like, end of 2018. Um, a lot of things happened to me that I wasn't expecting, very grateful for. Um, and then all of a sudden, those same people come around and like, oh, yeah, I know Schley, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you can move aside. You know, you know Ashley. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't you're no claim. Yeah, yeah, you all of a sudden claim that you yeah. know me when it's convenient because it seems Bandwagon. cool now. Yeah. yeah, like, you weren't fucking with me this whole time. Right. And now that I look cool to certain people, oh, yeah, yeah, me and Schley go way back. No, we don't. No, yeah, <laughs> not no, anymore. No, no. It's like Very people true. who hop on a political candidate just because like um they just like or they they hop on a cause just because like it looks good for like yep. clout or it looks yep. good because everyone else is like supporting this now it's like you know but your past actions don't necessarily like right, you don't believe the they, at all. yeah they don't reflect that yeah. at all it's just no. you're just trying to look good right um totally and 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 that's and it's 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 kind of a learning curve um, and it's also, it humbles you to be telling people to come out to this, please support me. And if they're not receptive to that, you know, it, it just it kind of, sucks performing in front of nobody. Yeah. It fucking sucks. I, I, I believe, have you like, um, have you experienced shows like oh, that? Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. And it's like, you're gonna, you gotta like, just deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's part of the come up of figuring this out and but you still got to give it your all you do you're like how do we still make this fun and you just figure it out yeah but I, you need that to like humble yourself it's like look you really ain't shit so get back to work right, right? Right, yeah you aren't shit yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give a shout out to niall because he actually um i talked to him after the 414 day show a couple weeks ago and like when i was interviewing him because i wrote an article on breaking ice ring and he said that like about how it's like whether you're performing to two or ten or two hundred people, you're giving it your all. Like you, you have. Those two to. people could all of a sudden spread your music to ten, mm-hmm. right? Like, and if you give a lazy performance, they're not going to vouch for you. Yeah, who knows that that one or two people in that crowd might be like. That's all you need. They might be a a writer for some big ass magazine that just happens to be catching one of your shows, or they might know somebody that can really fucking help you. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so that's yeah. It's, you only get one first impression. Yeah, that's super valid. It's um, stressful, but because mm. you know I'm human at the end of the day, and I think about that a lot. Like, and I hope this doesn't come across arrogant under any means. But I was at Cops. Uh, it must have been closer to last summer, and I'm like ordering ice cream with my girlfriend, and one of the cashiers was like, "Hey, I really like your music," mm. and I was like, "Holy shit!" But I could have been in a bad mood that day acting like an asshole and cops, and that would be her perception of me. So, like, I go out in public and I'm like, I can't be a fuck, because that could yeah. be someone's first impression of me as an artist. Yeah. I mean, there are days when I'm, I am a fuck. Yeah, we all I, I try to be aware of it that you're giving an impression. Your people. That, that man. 
And if I walked into cops and someone was like, man, Mr. Nice Guy, I love your show, be like, you shit your pants. Yeah. yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, it was like, cool. Damn, they're going to start getting burgers and shakes here every day. And I'm sure people <laughs> see me and they just don't. She had the balls to say something. Yeah. Right? Because I've seen people, when I like first started making music, I'd see like. Oh my God, so, that's actually Yeah, and I'd be like, oh my God, that's so and so, but I didn't have the balls to say anything. Uh, and you don't know who's watching you. It's like when I first met you, actually, at the 889, um, the Radio Milwaukee Awards was the first time I, we had connected on social media, but I hadn't met you. Oh, yeah, we were waiting in the lobby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you're Shelly Perry, aren't you? And we just started talking about, I, and this was before any of this stuff happened, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of like who I am, what I want to do, and, and like, you told me about, like, what you do, and that your music was out on Spotify, and, like, that was... It's like, I, I wouldn't have known who you were if it's like, I know who that is, like, in real life. Like, I've seen you, but... It's different meeting someone in person. Yeah. Social that, media, you can hide behind the, the mask. A keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's never been, also, like, just never is a challenge to me. It's like, if I see someone virtually, I I have, like, virtually no comfort zone anymore with just going out and being like, oh, hey, like, I know who you are. Right. I'm... I'm friends with you on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And that's always the... I. It feels so uncomfortable when I'll, you'll see someone and you can kind of tell that there's like this weird energy and you're like, okay, I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah. And then they'll hit you up later like, oh, I saw you at the mall. Yeah. Like, why didn't you just come say hi? Really? Yeah. Why did you have to keep glancing? Yeah. Like, why did you make it weird? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, yeah, totally. So, like... You, um, so you you put out a lot of singles, um, like, uh, last year. I know that, uh, Parallels was your second EP. Um, your first one was, it was Yellow Streak? Yeah. Was that, you mm-hmm. still perform songs off that these days? Depends on the show. Fact. I try to curate. No, yeah. <laughs> right? There you go. Vibe. Bring, the uh, people some throwbacks, but still, uh, yeah. let them know, like, what's going on now. Yes. Uh, that, that's hard, too, because I have fans that are like, oh, I really like this old song. Can you play that one? And it's hard because it's like, I want people to get my newest stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's this balance of like trying to please your old fans, but also trying to make new ones. There's like this very thin line. Right. It's hard to balance sometimes. Yeah. Some of your old songs might be written at a completely different time in your life. And those emotions, for all we know, could be dead. Yeah. A lot of times that is the case. Yeah. I've heard of musicians that, yeah, they... They just, they can't bring themselves to play old songs anymore because... Well, it's like when I get yeah. when I get 20 minutes to impress a crowd, it's like I got to give them my best shit. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because it's like, I know you guys like my old stuff. Yeah. But I have all this new right. stuff trying to promote my <laughs> yeah. album. Yeah. Like, you got to understand. Totally. To some degree. Also, is, um, is the uh, cover up for Bloom that's uh, Mitchell Park Domes? Yes. Great place. Great date spot. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. I haven't been in there since I was a kid. And I'm like, man, this place is like actually really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I should go there more. You I don't know if they're going to yeah. stay. Yeah, I heard that something was going on with like it the... Might take it down. I don't know. Which is sad. Yeah. It's like a staple in the walk. I know. Yeah. So. Also, yeah, just like... I, your parallels cover art is really awesome. Um, where, like, uh, with those, like, lights with you, like, up front, like, uh, who, who did that for you? So, Sam Ragani took the shot. Shout out Sam. That's, that's my boy. Samer's the fucking man. That's my boy. Yeah. Um, hit him up if you need a photo shoot. Anyway. Yeah, right. Uh, so, 
I knew what I wanted. I just didn't know how to get it. Mm -hmm. So we all woke up at like six in the morning. I went and got coffee and donuts and we went to um, my buddy Junior, that's Gonzalez visuals for anyone that oh, has that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, we went into his basement and we set up a black backdrop. The ceilings are like nine feet high, so we're like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it looks like we're in this like really open area. We're not really crammed in this little corner. Um, and we weren't even sure if we wanted smoke. We weren't really sure how we were going to set up the lights. It was just kind of like, let's just shoot and let's see where it goes. Mm -hmm. We didn't get the shot until like 1 p.m. Wow. So we were shooting pictures and video for like six hours. Damn. Finally got it and it was just like, I knew immediately when I saw it. I was like, yeah. okay, I think, I think we got it. How, yeah, how do you feel like, um, speaking of like uh, just cover art in general, like what does it take for you to like kind of decide on stuff like that? Um, Sam and I talk a lot about this because we've started this thing where like we just don't put any words on the cover. It's like just let the picture speak for itself. Mm -hmm. And he's done a great job collaborating with me on helping bring my vision to life. It's, it's the coolest thing in the world that I have someone in my corner that I can like take this thing in my brain and they can see it too. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the coolest things. And they're like, okay, we're going to get it. And we do. He's been clutch yeah. for a lot of things that I need. So yeah, photographers help kind of like convey like the memories or the what you associate a time or a specific um, like a, a specific like a feeling like that moment. Yeah, that you remember that feeling in that right. picture. Like, yeah, and yeah. and what they do for that that feeling that moment like that is so integral for like what your own perception of yeah. like what how you felt during that or like what you remember from it um so shout out all the amazing photographers just doing amazing work because there's so much there's so many great photographers in the city yeah there that is definitely a craft that gets overlooked yeah um i got lucky that i know samer and roger because I get to share their perspectives on things, which helps me be a better artist because yeah. there's etiquette to talking to photographers and, you know, having someone do a service for you. And I don't think that we're all as a city very good with that yet. Mm -hmm. I think we're still very new. I'm like the do's and don'ts of yeah. working with other artists in that nature. But right. I know we're, we're working on it as a yeah. city. So. Totally. We're still just kind of getting over the... Um, the giving producers credit yep. era. Yep. Um, but now it's about giving the photography credit. Yep. That's really important. Yeah. So I want to talk about um, some of the subject matter in your music. Um, let's get it. Yeah, let's do it. So that means another beer. Right, yeah. <laughs> Good timing. Um, so it's a lot of like, I mean, and a lot of like your, your lyrical style, a lot of it gets throwing people's faces when they listen to your songs. Um, what are, like, so specifically, like, we can start with parallels. Um, like, what were, it, it was, like, how would you say, like, it was, like, what statement did it make about Shelley Berry? Um, 
I would say that Yellow Streak was like an experiment. It was like, can I make a project and can I market it? It was just like, let's just see if I can like do that. So we made sure we had a release show, all the promo, all the pictures, like everything was very planned and curated. Um, everything was on purpose. Everything had a, a point. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, now that I know how to do it, we got to do it better. So it was just more of a, it was a stepping stone, but it was like, I just wanted to show people that I belong here. Mm -hmm. And I think I accomplished that. Yeah. I think so. Totally. Um, probably a lot more than I had planned. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, absolutely. Um, so, um, and like, uh, what are like, I guess some of the other songs on the EP, um, just like, if like you wouldn't mind kind of breaking down, like just like what each song kind yeah. of like is like what it says. Um, so we start with shoot me down, uh, which was produced by Renz Young. Shout out Renz Young if you need beats. Um, and as soon as I heard that beat, I knew that it was an intro song. There was just something about the buildup in the beginning that just gave me like an intro vibe. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just got to like set the tone for the whole EP with this one song. Um, and it was just pretty much saying, you know, they've been trying to shoot me down, but they don't see what I see. Like if, if you saw what the visions I had, you'd support me, yeah. if that made sense. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds very like... Like, okay, I roll, but like... Hey, but that's why it's important. That's why some people write down their dreams. Something of which I should start doing. <laughs> it's fun. It's yeah. fun. Um, so Shoot Me Down was more of like a like a summary, I guess you could say, in a lot of ways. Um, Fall For You was fun because I pretty much sing that entire song. And I do dabble in singing. I'm not a singer by any means, but... Yeah. I liked that it gave a different side artistically for me. Um, so that's kind of why I put that one on there because no one's really... I guess Blueberries, I sing the whole time, but that's more of like a poppy, yeah, whatever. Sure. Um, Sugar Free, I had that beat from Mike Regal for like over a year. Yeah. And when I heard it, I was like, this is going to be a a hit I just knew like the beat spoke to me and I started putting so much pressure on myself writing it I was like it's got to be good mm -hmm. it's got to be good and I just kept procrastinating because I was like again putting pressure on it yeah. don't do that it's the worst thing yeah. ever do not put pressure to like make a hit because if anyone knew how everyone would do it there's no right. formula mm -hmm. um, but I didn't finish writing sugar free until like a week before I submitted it Oh, wow. Yeah, because I, I was just like not satisfied ever. Uh, and then it was kind of like, okay, how do I come in super heavy on the song? And that line that I opened with, I was like, I think that's a good way to open yeah, the song. Uh, yeah. I think it'll make people listen. Right. Um, it turns heads. It does. Definitely. It does. Um, very unapologetic song, which I feel like I need every now and then because I can be the trying to sing, trying to steal your girl vibe at times. Yeah, but I'm like, sure. no, I can rap a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, don't, for, don't forget. I wear a couple more hats. Yeah. Um, summer's Eve. My grandmother passed away last summer. 
and her name was Evelyn, hence the Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and the title pretty much is like Summer's like ownership of her, because yeah. at that point that's kind of what that was. Um, that was probably one of the hardest songs I've ever had to write. Um, her and I did not end on good terms, um, and I can deal with that. But yeah. when you are like feeling pain, and we all, you know, deal with pain differently, um, our coping mechanisms are obviously all different. Um, <clears throat> but to put it in like as a metaphor, it's like taking a wound and just like continuously sticking like a pencil in it. Yeah. That's how it felt to write that song. It was like, I can't let this wound close because I have to allow myself to feel it, to mm-hmm. like write it. Yeah. Uh, I, I cried a, a lot writing that song because it's like, why did I wait until her passing to like say those things? Right. Yeah. You know, and you like, right. I have to deal with that guilt. Um, but I skip it every time I listen to Parallels. I skip that song. I don't even listen to it. Because uh, I, I went and list, I watched a bunch of like old VHS tapes of her and I. Yeah. Um, which was also very painful. I was like, I gotta find a clip to like put in this song to like give it more authenticity. Um, yeah. And she's the first thing that you hear on the song is my grandmother. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, I don't, I can't listen to it. It's cool. I, um, that, that song is just very, very special to me. Um, Shout out Waterlow. I don't know how to pronounce that producer's name, but he, that beat spoke to me, man, and that was that was like the perfect song to put on it. Um, and then I ended with Favorite, which ended up being one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so Fall For You and Favorite, I had written like in January of last year. Uh, and I didn't really have any plan for them, but I liked them enough that I like put them to the side and I wasn't ready to release them. Like, I think they have like a bigger purpose. And then when I started writing parallels and I started getting some things together, I was like, oh, these would sound pretty cohesive on here. And I think I gave a little bit of everything. Um, but I still feel like it still landed well collectively. Sure. Um, at the moment I did a lot of, I mix and mastered the whole thing, um, which is such a pain in the ass. If you ever have to mix or master a song, is one thing. But then to do it to five songs and you need them all to kind of oh, sound yeah, similar, right. uh, yeah, that's a that's a beast all on its own. But, well, I've uh, I've never put out an album. Wouldn't know. Um, one day when the a yeah, one day when the uh, the Ben Mr. Slowly, nice guy yeah, when the mixtape. Nice Guy mixtape comes out, um, <laughs> I'll let y'all know. But. Um, well, thank you for sharing all those, like, thema- the thematic material behind all those songs, because, sure. like, you know, like, I've always seen you as a, like, I, I think that the key word you used was unapologetic, mm-hmm. um, and... That's one thing I'm always, at least in music, Yeah, but, it gave me that platform to do that. Yeah, and that's something that, like, I've, like, s- since meeting you and, and learning who you are as an artist, like, that's a great word to just put to you, and... Uh, it's it's you know it's challenging to be that when you know we have so much societal adversity to overcome. Oh, absolutely! And, and that pushed it to be that, right? Yeah. It was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. Fuck you and you and you. Right. 
It's like the, it's fuck the police by NWA, Yeah, you know? it's just like, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I, I used to definitely be afraid of, like, coming out, even though everyone knew I was gay before I knew I was gay. It was just kind of like, I didn't feel like I got to own that experience because everyone kind of knew already. So I think I, like, pushed it away more. I was like, no, because I don't want these people to be right about me. Yeah, right, right. I didn't like that. Yeah, because... I, yeah. It's like you have to give them that like satisfaction yeah, of like yeah. being right. And I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm not gay. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. and definitely was. Um, stuff like that. Uh, being a woman is also a thing I talk about a lot, which can be confusing for people because I am. I do have very like masculine traits. You know, I dress like a boy. I would rather drink beer over wine. Like I, I do a lot of like masculine things. So yeah. I think people get confused when I'm very. Uh, I vouch for women, and I still get treated like one a lot of the times. Because uh, I like things that are very male-dominated. I played basketball for 12 years. Anytime I ever played a guy, there was always like a point to be proven for them. Like, I'm not letting this chick beat me. I'll tell you for when you bust my ass, because I fuck... I'm so bad at basketball. But you're honest about that. So yeah. it's, that's different. Like, playing, <laughs> playing people like you are, like, it's so different. But there's people that really get in their chest about... And it's because of society. Like, we put that on, like, oh, you kick like a girl, you hit like a girl, you play basketball like a girl. Like, it's such a bad thing. Yeah. So I remember just, like, I am not mm. going to be that. So I would just, I would play with boys. I would rough them up. I would push them down. I, like, yeah. had a statement to prove at that point. I'm like, I'm not a chump. We were all raised with that, though, too. Like, yeah, like, I remember, yeah, it's like constantly having to prove that masculinity as a, from a young age. Yes. And that's pushed on you guys. Like, yeah. I get that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then entering the rap scene, also very male dominated, and it's like we don't call Drake or J Cole or Kendrick male rappers. I we was just call yeah. them rappers, mm-hmm. right? But when we're talking about women in the rap industry, we say female rappers yeah. or women MCs. Like we have to make that distinction. Mm-hmm. That shit bothers the fuck out of me. I yeah. Can't really deal with it. Yeah. I. Um, that's something that. Um, that, that, that is uh, I, that is something that I've like uh, someone I recently I never even realized that until like we don't because it just yeah. seems so normal yeah someone when, until someone points it out it's like fuck you're absolutely right because then because then a you're reduced to you know the the confines of your gender yes and b it also there's also that kind of implication that's made that like women are constantly like that are def- by default in competition yes with each other yes um i want to give a shout out to most city for uh when we did a podcast a couple weeks ago he like t- talked specifically on that issue um but it's it's true because we always it's like people comparing Beyonce and Rihanna yeah. all the time. And yeah. that's something like... Or like the Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B. Yeah. Like, who the fuck cares? I know. Who cares? Right. Like it's, they uh, can coexist. Yeah. They can both be fucking successful. Yeah. And, yes. And like... And... Um, and like, I've heard people that are like... That are like, oh, like... Why do, uh, why do like, women care so much like when, like, they're referred to as females? And... I fucking hate that word. Yeah. And, and Because it's derogatory. Yeah. Because it's always used in that sense. When do you ever hear women saying, 
yeah, I was male. hanging out with this male last night, and yeah. we were, you know, me and my girls were talking about this male that I had over. You never hear that context in the opposite, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. You can always replace female with, like, bitch. Right. Always. We just commonly, commonly. Females, bitches, right? Like, that's how it always comes across to me. And then people are like, oh, but that's what you are. You're right, but then use male in the same context. Yeah. If you use both in the same context, I won't say And they're shit. like, no, it's weird. It is weird, because you don't yeah. hear it. You right. don't hear it said like that. I, oh, my God. We can have a whole a whole episode oh, on stuff like that. Oh, love and fear are direct. Um, they're, they're direct forces in the sense of what we... We fear it because it's unfamiliar to us or it's not normal to us. Yes. Or we set, we have love for something because it's we have an we have a uh, attachment to it. It's what we're used to. It's the norm. It's like where we feel comfortable. Yep. But man, like we're in a like and we're in a this um, this this uh, age of society where a lot of those norms are in defiance right now, and rightfully so. Um, I I so um, kind of so on this topic, and like I, I like and I I know like there's there's many like really there's there's many uh, very successful like women recording artists that are you know that have infiltrated Milwaukee's music scene. So it's and it's one thing to 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 have a discussion about that, like the challenges that women face in the music industry, which is something that is important to discuss, but just specifically as a gay woman. It sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Yeah. It, you can... And also being biracial. I just never fit in quite well. It was like, I wasn't a black kid, but I wasn't a white kid. I wasn't really a girl but I also really wasn't a boy and then it was like I was very confused about my sexuality and it was just like loner city dude loner city I didn't fuck with anybody because I always felt like you're not gonna understand I'm not gonna I'm not gonna explain it to you you don't even care to hear it you're just curious because you want to tell your friends you want to gossip you don't really care and I'd say within the past like decade I know that sounds like I'm old as fuck. I guess I kind of am. I'm going to turn 28 this year. So, like, probably when I turned 21, 22, it was kind of like, what, what, I'm trapped in this cage. Yeah. And I just have to free myself and just accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And the people that really, really loved me stuck around and the people that didn't want to, it's like, okay, I didn't need it, I didn't need that anyway. Yeah. Which is a hard pill to swallow, right. but um, that's definitely why I have this, like, fuck you, unapologetic attitude, because it's like, I've been, I've been through some shit that, like, I, there's no room for, like, you judging me anymore. Yeah. If, if you're gonna, and it's a common, you don't have to listen to my shit, that's cool. And it's a common mindset to have to these days, and... But it's a direct product of that, that just society of judgment and, um, and that. And back to your fear. Right, right, the fear, yeah. and also like just our. Because and I think that this is why there's so much like um, resistance to like things changing these days, and like 
why so many people are like, oh no, like, there's only two genders, or like, oh no, like marriage is saved between a man and a woman, or... And it's it, like, but says who? Right, yeah. Says fucking who? Yeah. It's if, like, I don't, if I don't believe in God, says who? Yeah. Because I don't, I believe in the universe and like balance and I, I like understand that kind of stuff but like says who right yeah it fucking says who exactly and it's like and it's like even if you it's like and even if there was a higher power that you believe would be in control like I always it always kind of made sense to me where like you know that higher power created us for us all to help each other out and to like give each other like that love and make the world a better place and that's that's what I that's at least how I consciously try to live every single day, but... I think religion had good intentions when it started, but it ended up becoming this thing that is used to, like, manipulate. Yeah. And I don't like that. Because then yeah. it's like we live by these rules that were made in... Thousands of years Thousands of years ago, but if, God forbid, my encyclopedia is a couple months old, it's irrelevant, but we still use this book to yeah. judge everyone <laughs> that is so, so, so long yeah. ago... Like, we adapted, we evolved, mm -hmm. and, but we have to keep living right. by this book that was written in, I don't know the date. It's like if you were, it's like if you were, like, um, it's, it's funny you say that, because it's like, if you use, like, a, a textbook for school that's, like, that was written, like, 50 years ago, that shit is like, so oh, it's irrelevant, we can't use this information yeah, anymore. That shit's so obsolete, and you have to get the latest version and get, like... Always. Yeah, but it's like, okay... Then why are we still adhering to? Uh... Like why could why why is it so hard to say that maybe we were wrong? Mm -hmm. Because people don't because that that and that is people admitting vulnerability. Mm -hmm. That's people that's vulnerability being exposed. Yeah. And it, man, people don't like that. They still. don't. They still don't they like don't. that. And people think that if it's not familiar, that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. All right, gotta get my hat correctly. Yeah. Sleep very. <laughs> Stupid, bro. <laughs> what? What keeps you up at night? Jesus, um, letting people down. Letting people down. Retweet. What puts you to sleep? Smoking. Unfortunately. Yeah. Hey. It's my only thing that helps. That's Anxiety is a motherfucker. I yeah. swear. Well, shit. That's a good remedy for a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Appreciate you, Ben. Fuck yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, remember to check out Sleeberry on all stream platforms. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got her EP Parallels, her EP Yellow Streak. New all, music on the way. New music is on the way. You kind of know about it. I, yeah, okay. of course. Um, do you have any shows coming up? Candy Fest. Candy Fest. May 18th. May 18th. That's coming up. It is. And, and Jen, Jen's going to be on it. Jen Ren. Oh yeah, that's my, that's my, ooh, yeah, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> Shout out, Jim. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.